0: Adam Roberts, British science fiction writer, academic, and professor. At the University of London. He's author of 25 science fiction novels. This is a continuing series that started at episode 180. So in Purgatory Mount, you've talked about the the Americana woman growing up in in America, and you started telling us about spacecraft and faster than light. So I'm trying to connect all that together. So what is the setting here? Is is she traveling in space? What's going on? So what's going on is that she's not traveling in space. She's
1: just a few years in the future in uh, Rochester, New York, I think is where she's living. And she gets transported to a facility um, and then taken further west, and she has to make her way back to the northeast through an increasingly kind of disarranged, kind of near-future America. And that's a separate story. So the the, the frame, that the, it's in three parts, part one, part two, part three. Part two, which is the longest part, is that story of her. But the part one and part two is set much further in the future and the connections between the two are part of how the story plays out as to as to what the so you're reading the first i mean that's that's supposed to go i don't know i mean as i said i'm the worst person to ask for this but that's just how it's supposed to go is you read the first part you think okay so i'm a science fiction fan i understand what's happening here in the far future this is intergalactic exploration and then suddenly you're in you know 2030 or whatever it is and you think well how does this relate to parts to the previous part and the final
0: part? It sort of explains how that goes. I don't know. It's you're being evasive. I feel. What's going on here? You're, you're, you're well, trying to protect us from a spoiler, or? Uh... Yeah, let's say that. We'll say I'm protecting you from the spoiler, and it's <laughs> okay. not that I've completely
1: forgotten my own novel. Since <laughs> writing it. God. I've written several more, and there are more up. I could go and dig out a copy of Purgatory Mound, and then I'd refresh my memory, and I could actually <laughs> answer your questions. Perhaps that's a thing I should do. I am surprised I don't have a copy here. Actually, could you think I would? I don't know <laughs> Be no, no,
0: fine, bear with me for 20 seconds. Answer so. <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll look up Purgatory Mountain online for a second here. <laughs> See what it says on the back of the book.
1: <laughs> <Let me talk. laughs> Why do I do that? I just read the back of the book, <clears throat> so I could read a bit of this if you like. I don't know, what, would the bit, what would be the bit to read? Oh, I don't know. I'm always slightly self conscious when it comes to reading out my own words, not that I mind people hearing or reading my words but it's a slightly artificial exercise isn't it it's um, if you, if you want to read what i've written then you can read what i've written more quickly than i can <laughs> read them aloud and i'm a bit hesitant to read the central section which goes from page it goes from page 33 to almost near the end page 270 or so so that's most of it is that central bit and that's the meat of the novel really um
0: I'm looking at the, the, the blurb on Amazon, and I'm yeah. trying to decide, shall I read it or do you want to read it? I can, I can read it. Because it, it does it frame it up. Oh,
1: there but, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could try and read it with my fake American accent, but that might just be so insulting that it provokes a new...
0: I'm gonna go ahead and read to you what's this on the okay. back of Purgatory Mouse yes, yeah. because I'm just trying to bring keep our audience uh, I want them to be excited, I want them to go out and buy the book and and, and and so let me let me pitch this for you. You're a true artist and, and, and you're you're kind of avoiding your, your own self marketing. So I uh, will help you out. I'm an artist, but I'm also English. It's very uncomfortable for me <laughs> to have anything
1: praiseworthy or, or nice said about me. I think I need to be more self deprecating. So, I mean, so it's also, and I'm not I mean it's it's great to talk to you, Really enjoying having the chat i'm really not here to do the hard sell of my books which are quite hard to get hold of in <laughs> so i'm happy no, to talk about
0: anything or no, to read anything. No, it's on amazon i could click you know i already bought the this and then i could click on other. I'm you know on on other on people amazon. can get on Amazon. so this fellow named adrian tchaikovsky says purgatory yeah. mountain is mind-blowing who's this adrian tchaikovsky do you know this fellow tchaikovsky. So, Adrian
1: Sakhovsky is a, despite his Russian name, he's a man of, I think, Russian heritage, but he's a British science fiction author. And he's famous for kind of hard science fiction, space opera, really impressive, actually, imaginative. Nice. Um, contemporary right. space opera. And what he's most famous for is he wrote uh, two novels. Called uh, Children of Time and Children of Ruin, which are kind of far future space opera stories in which half the characters are humans and half are these giant, sentient alien spiders. And you would think the spiders would be the monsters that you'd be terrified of, the humans have to fight, and it's the other way around. The spiders are really delightful and wonderful and you kind of fall in love with them. And one of the things that's distinctive about Adrian, he's a really good writer of science fiction. He's a really, I mean, he's, he's kind of probably the main, the most kind of prominent, most interesting contemporary writer of hard science fiction space opera working out of Britain today. But he's fascinated by insects and spiders. He really loves spiders in real life. And he puts all that into his, into his fiction. Uh. And he's a much more, I mean, in, in, in UK terms, he's a much more successful writer than I am. He won the Arthur C. Clarke Award, for instance. So you mentioned i have been shortlisted for the Arthur C. Clarke Award, which is a great honor and I'm very delighted. I'd never won it. Whereas Children of Time won the Clark for, for Adrian. Deservedly, it's a brilliant, brilliant novel. Well, yeah, no, I was really chuffed that he liked Purgatory Mount, and that's a really, that's a really positive blurb. So,
0: nice, yeah, yeah, and, and, and you did a good job of deflecting my marketing of your work to somebody else. So, yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you're maintaining that you should... you're going to maintain that That'd be very cool.
1: uh, if you've got limited funds you should definitely buy adrian's books before you waste any money on them <laughs> as you said earlier there's, there's no shortage of my books you can get around to them eventually
0: but all right i'm gonna read this and you have to just listen to me read about the back of your book an <laughs> interstellar craft is decelerating after a century-long voyage it's destination v538 A now empty planet dominated by one gigantic megastructure, a conical mountain of such height that its summit is high above the atmosphere. The ship's crew of five hope to discover how the long-departed builders made such a colossal thing and why. A space elevator? A temple? A work of art? Its resemblance to the mountain of purgatory lead the crew to call this world Dante. Now, in our near future, the United States is falling apart. Hey, that's very near. It's happening right now. A neurotoxin has interfered with the memory function of many of the population, leaving them reliant on their phones as makeshift memory prosthesis. But life goes on. For Autoline Baroga, a regular kid juggling school, and her friends, and her beehives in the back garden, things are about to get very dangerous, chased across the Northeast by competing groups, each willing to do whatever it takes to get inside Auto Line's private network and recover the secret inside. Purgatory Mount, Adam Roberts' first SF novel for three years, combines rise space opera and a fast-paced thriller in equal measure. It is a novel about memory and atonement, about exploration and passion. And like all of Robert's novels, it is not quite like anything else. All right. Nice. 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 Sorry to make you suffer that, but, but, it, no, but it, had so, right.
1: it had to be done. Yeah, it had to be done. It had to be done. But I think that's it's not quite like anything else, is is the polite English way of saying you won't like it. It's not what you're used to. It's, it's a quiet taste. I think that's. Uh... <laughs> But you know that's the, that's the, that's the, what we were saying earlier. That's the two nations divided by a common term. If you say something to an English person, he goes, "Well, that's interesting." You think he means it's interesting, and actually, he means that's rubbish. How would you think such a ridiculous <laughs> yeah, thing? You're an idiot. That's, uh, And can one not tell not by the tone like or not? It is. true. It's not quite like anything so <laughs> else. It doesn't seem to be any point in me just writing stuff like other people. If you like, you know, if you like other people, read their stuff. <laughs> so I try and do something that's a bit left of center a bit of the idiosyncratic and I try and write something different each time I write a novel and that doesn't do me any favors either <laughs> my agent insists I should write a big sequence I should do a sort of you know Game of Thrones or yes if, if, so people who love volume 1 want to buy volumes Two, Three, Four, and 5 when in fact what I do is every time I write a novel it's different from the one before and that I think puts people off I don't know
0: you know it's actually hard to write a sequel I, I'm already my first sequel uh, in progress right now and it's like a different thing because I, I have to ask myself I already introduced some of this stuff about my character, same character, uh, in the first novel. Now, what do I do in the second novel? Do I take for granted? Like, what do I, you know, it's it's a balancing act that I yeah. never had to deal with before because I felt like I'm going to be, I'm trying to avoid being too repetitious, but yet... The new readers need some introduction and background as well, so. And how do you get
1: that right? And then you get people writing sequels, particularly if they're like volume seven or eight, and they have to start with a 30-page tea of everything that's happened before. <laughs> so the people who've read the novels can skip that, but everyone else is kind of picking their way through this kind of Wikipedia summary of plot. You're thinking, no, I don't know. But also, I just get bored very easily. I mean, I have a very low boredom threshold, so I'm not sure I'd want... To, I'm going to admire you for kind of plugging on because I think you're right. It's what readers want. Once they find a book they really like, they want to keep reading in that world, in that universe. Of course they do. It's, it's natural.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that, But that's that's all about business at that point. I mean, yeah. So, so I think as an author, you're presented with a new constraint that you're not used to. And now the question is, can you still find that creative craft art part to imbue in that novel so that you still stay excited so you can so that you'll write the bloody thing (laughs) if you enjoy listening to sci-fi thoughts but find it difficult to remember to check the website for new shows get this technology from the future Install into your phone a podcast player. Using this, you can subscribe to our podcast feed, and next thing you know, you'll be cruising around in your car with your phone plugged in, playing Sci-Fi Thoughts, or you'll be out there jogging, or you'll be doing whatever you want this to do. Is the police. Put the podcast player down and have your ears plugged into some cool science fiction programming. You can find instructions on lancerkind.com. In this episode's show notes, you will see a TEDx talk by Adam Roberts and assortment of other activities. Where are the show notes? Check out the show notes in the podcast player app. You just need to go click on in the app and you will see the notes there. If you don't use a podcast player, but you downloaded the MP3, just go back to this website where you got it and you will see those words right there. Next episode, more Adam Roberts. We've talked about this from a... I'm going to call it information architecture standpoint. you describe, you know, Kant and and, and uh, Hegel? Sorry, I think I forgot the fellows. Uh, Hegel. Hegel. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, you, you talked about that was the director's cut version of how this happened. Can you frame up the? And if you don't, I'll end up reading the back of the book again on Amazon. I'll just warn you right now. But can you frame up the story a little bit before we go into the reading? Yeah. So, and I, I was I, I was sort of. Uh, I,
1: touched on the fact that part of the reason i wrote this novel the this is because i i stayed off twitter for a long time and then eventually i was persuaded to go on twitter to publicize my novels and everything It's a great great platform adam you have to be on twitter so i grudgingly went on twitter and then it's kind of like the internet in crack cocaine form isn't it twitter and suddenly i found myself obsessively twitter all the time and checking my tweets and tweeting all this this flicking through and something really strange is going on there and i have friends who are almost as extremely online twitter users as i was who have completely gone stepped away from that they've said no this is not healthy there's something pathological here it's addictive it's bad for you you end up with this distorted view of the world it you know it's it's a platform that is very hospitable to resentment and anger and, and and Picking on people and bullying and name-calling and all these kind of terrible things. And I agree, I can see all that. I haven't yet found it within me to step away from that.